Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan. And it's me, Rachel Lindsay. Rachel, I'm super excited right now. Are you? Mm-hmm. What's up? What's, why, why are you so excited? You don't sound it. Well, because I'm excited, but I'm also focused. Okay. It's a focused excitement because tomorrow something happens that I've been waiting for for a while now. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm excited for you. What is, wait? Can we can we do a guessing game? Sure, guess. Can you give me a multi, Can you give me a multiple choice option? Sure, multiple choice. No, well, no, I don't want to give you multiple choice, but you can guess. Okay, July twenty sixth. Um, you got a new show? No. Uh a new car? No, I would never do that. Uh, I just took, I just took eventually my, just, you're gonna have to I just, <laughs> took, I just took my baby I just took my baby to the to the doctor today get her right 2010 Honda Accord cross tour we how, ride until the wheels fall off uh how many miles are on it I think like a hundred and sixty thousand that's 2010 that's not that bad yeah 160,000 okay yeah last one um last one let's do it Let's figure it out. I don't know. I I don't go ahead. I don't know. Tomorrow is the day I start my journey to become a pilot. Because Microsoft I don't like, I don't like this. Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming out for the Xbox. Oh. And I ordered it a long time ago and I ordered my own little throttle system. I got my own little my instruments. I ordered my instruments and so I ordered even a stand. I ordered a stand. I literally ordered like a cockpit for my living room. Like a stand to put my throttle on and to put my like pilot stick on and it's coming out tomorrow. Microsoft Flight Simulator. I'm going to start off on the small crash. I'm going to work my way up to taking trips around the world. And a 737, baby, or maybe an Airbus, baby. It starts tomorrow, and I could not be more excited. I'm like a little baby. I'm like a little toddler, a little infant flying baby with a bib, and I'm going to have some applesauce. I'm going to fly all over the world. That's me. Let me tell you why I'm looking at you like this. I'm mad at you. Why did you even let me guess? You knew there was no way that I was going to guess that. Why did you waste our time and our listeners' time? But what if you would have? Cut that. What if you would have? That would have been funny as hell. Shocked if I knew that that was dropping tomorrow. Are you you, you telling me tomorrow's the day that Microsoft Flight Simulator X comes out on the Xbox XS? I'm like, Jesus Christ, Rach, what the fuck? Then I got concerned. I'm like, you do not need to be out here flying planes. But then when you told me it was a game, I'm like, okay, now everything is back to normal. No, I don't want to fly a plane in reality, man. As a matter of fact, like, I see all these videos of people fighting on a plane. If somebody fought on your plane that you were on, wouldn't you be scared? Yes. Yeah, right? I put it in. I I, I would need to see what's happening. Yeah. I couldn't continue to fly the plane and hear all of that. Can't they, if they fighting, can't they tip the plane over? Or something with that all that movement? A, that's a no. They can't? That would be a no. You don't know that. That's not what came to my mind. Came to, it's ain't soul plane. Soul plane is hilarious. <laughs> I know. To a point, right? And then it gets serious. That was the like, first oh, time no. I saw Kevin Hart. Like, 2004. That was the first time I ever saw Kevin Hart. Huh. Kevin Hart. I don't know if it is. He was the lead in the soul plane. They had been trying to make Kevin Hart a thing. And now Kevin Hart. No, I don't know if I have seen him before, but I've definitely seen soul plane. Kevin Hart, baby. <laughs> Kevin fucking Hart. Um, how was your weekend? You know, I worked. Mm-hmm. I went to Disneyland. 
Are you a big dis are you a big Disney fan? Absolutely. Of course. I went to the premiere of Jungle Cruise. Yeah, no, don't have high hopes for that one though. It's I mean, it's good. You I like it's it. I mean the rock is good. The rock and Emily Blunt together are fantastic. Whoever thought to put them together as a as a duo, that was great. They work well together. It's a cute movie. It was fun though, because they had like all the pomp and circumstances of everything, right? They mm -hmm. had it was right in front of like the the exhibit. Mickey and Minnie were there dressed in safari clothes. You had all the workers dressed like they were on the jungle cruise as well. Mm -hmm. Um, it was cute. Right. So I, I appreciated that. And it was, you know, red carpets are always fun. And the movie was cool. Yeah, I didn't stay for the premiere. You know, I saw the screener. And you got some of it. Some of it, a little bit of it, enough to know. The listen, when you credits. when you listen, when I was out there for almost, it's like a seven hour thing. Oh, so you don't want to no. stay and watch the movie because you got to drive no. out to Anaheim. You got to hop on the bus. Had to take a COVID test on site. Then you're waiting for the stars to arrive. They mm -hmm. never get there on time. Everybody comes at once. You know how these red carpets are. So I haven't told the story yeah. of Disneyland and my dad on this podcast. I never told that. Uh, yes. I did. Actually, you did. Splash Mountain. Disney World. No, it was Disneyland. Or was it Land? Okay, okay. It was, yeah, Splash, In my mind, Splash, Splash World. Yeah, the Splash Mountain story. Yeah, so that's yeah, the first time yeah, I went yeah. there. I tried to go ride Splash Mountain by myself. This nigga did not appreciate it. He was very upset. Anyway, love you, Dad. But, <laughs> um, but, but no, so did you, did you get to experience the park at all? No, it was all about business. I had to be there on the carpet at a certain amount of time. I didn't get to. If I had thought about it, I would have planned it better. Mm. But I didn't. But so you're, there, you're, there for for, you're there for work. Like, plus, you probably had a, a ball gown on, which you're going to go ride on no, a small world no. with like a gown and all your makeup, a full face of makeup. No, no, we don't. We don't go. We don't go all dressed. When you're like reporting. And I, matter of fact, I, got, I even forgot my heels. So I was in like some flats. When you're reporting, you're not thinking about being all glamorous in these ball gowns. It's like you got a job to do. You're trying to get the bites. Right. You try to make headlines mm -hmm. and then bounce trying and to get, get the, them to talk to you. Trying to get the but bites. Can I tell you, I felt very special because. Tiffany Haddish walked the carpet and she would not do interviews unless she knew you as uh -huh. a reporter. She stopped by all extra. Tiff Hat. Good people. Tiff Hat. Good old Tiff Hat. Uh, and you did you feel the magic when you were inside the Disneyland? I did. Of course. I, now, I'm one of those people who drinks the Kool-Aid. Save, save that for a future episode. Yeah. I... Mm -hmm. Feel the magic as soon as I can hear the music. I step into the park I, or I see the first dressed up Disney character. I love it. I love looking at children's faces. I love to see them running around. I like to see them holding their candy, their popcorn. Mm. I just buy into it immediately. Mm. I probably got that for like five seconds. And then I was like, okay, I got to right, go work. work. Got to go work. I want to <laughs> do right now. I want to do my uh, extra drop. Like if I was working with extra covering Jungle Cruise. Hi, it's Van Lathan coming to you from Disneyland in Anaheim. I am here super excited to let you guys see first look images at the premiere of Jungle Cruise. Everyone is here. Of course, The Rock is here. Of course, Emily Blunt is here. Let's go over to where everything's happening. Give you guys a sneak peek of the stuff. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> 
laugh. First of all, that was so good. <laughs> Let's cut that clip. That say that's extra. You can do the next premiere. Mm -hmm. I I'm laughing because people always say there's three different Rachels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when I just watched you do that, mm -hmm. I realized how different I am on a red carpet <laughs> right. for extra than when I'm here. <laughs> right. Because you know damn well you're not that excited about that shit. You don't care. Like, hi, we are so awesome. We're going to get you guys over here. It's going to be amazing. We're going to see fucking Saw 2. You know, like, you, like we don't, you don't care. But you have to make it when you're on, when you're delivering. Every time. You got to do it. You got to do it. Like, <laughs> when you say that The Rock and Emily Blunt have chemistry in this movie, is it like sexual chemistry? Like, do they? That's not where I was even going. They have good banter. Banter. Um, mm. She's very witty. And he's more, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him witty, but more like sarcastic, dry humor. Right. And so they play well off of each other. And even on the red carpet, it was like they were still in sync, mm -hmm. like straight off the screen onto the red carpet, still doing their bit together. Right. And it, so and the, it was good. And you, um, did you ride the Jungle Cruise while you were there? You didn't ride it? So let me tell you something about that. Midway through my interviews, my cameraman goes, you know the Jungle Cruise is not a roller coaster, right? No, it's a boat. So as I was interviewing people, I was like, have you been on the, the Jungle Cruise ride, the Jungle Cruise roller coaster? <laughs> and then the thing is, people were like, yeah, I've ridden it several times. No. Right back, just both of us just <laughs> loud, loud and wrong with one another. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been on it a couple of times. I've ridden... Several people asked me that, and then my cameraman was like, "You got to stop saying that. There is no roller coaster. It's not a roller coaster. <laughs> so, it's a boat ride. <laughs> it's a boat ride. It goes around with some questionable shit that they show you do. Uh, some Africans really? with bones in their noses and shit. I think they got. Really? I think they got rid of it now. But it's some questionable shit. But look, it was a long time ago. Plus, Walt Disney was a Nazi. Yes, it but, came out in 1955. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I will say this. So... There are three rides at Disney World, at Disneyland, that you ride when you pop an edible, and it makes the ride amazing. And I, those would be? Obviously, It's a Small World, okay? You just, It's a Small World is a pretty useless thing, but if you give yourself, not like a fool, because you don't want to freak out on It's a Small World, because it's like really weird, but if you give yourself like a little bit of an edible, and you get on It's a Small World, that's the most hilarious shit ever. You'll have a great time. <laughs> Two is the Jungle Cruise. You like because okay. it's a very slow ride. It goes through there. The guys are telling all of these like super corny jokes. Give yourself a little bit of an edible, but the best one you take a full one for this one is the Pirates of the Caribbean. Because I have to ride the Pirates of the Caribbean when I go to Disneyland. I have to. It, it's when I say it's a nothing ride. You're cruising <laughs> around in the water 
going through places there's maybe one little bitty drop but then there's a part where the people are eating over at the blue bayou little restaurant and you cruise uh-huh. past them and like when me and my friends are in there we get super aggressive with them yeah we're pirates motherfuckers Woo! i'm fucking black bear. like you go nuts oh and like and you try to see the game is to try to see how many people you can make turn around while they're eating over there because you have you been a part of the caribbean before okay i've been to disneyland once disneyland yeah that's where it is it's like, and i and i didn't ride all the rides i oh, only okay. remember riding cars i don't oh, remember cars riding was, the- cars is another one cars is so I fucking don't, fun i know because cars that's that's so that's what we were on fun. and i do remember that for cars but i don't remember the other ones yeah cars was fun cars the cars taught you they look like the real cartoons i know yeah, great job <laughs> <laughs> great job with that shit like that, that shit was freaking me out when I first saw it I was like yo man like this nigga they made the cartoons come to life man I don't know if I'm fucking with this but um, now I gotta get back to Disneyland well that's great uh, look did you did you miss being in Miami for this past week weekend because Rolling Loud was down there you know what I did when I heard about it I was like man Rolling Loud was this week yeah, Rolling Loud. and then I saw the crowd and I was like nah I'm good yeah, Rolling Loud. No, uh, There's a lot of people there. So a lot of stuff happened in Rolling Loud. There was a, Coy LeRae had like a performance that people were talking about. You know, they didn't, Meg Thee Stallion was Why there. Why are people so mean to her? They are very mean to her, but I think it's going to be good for her. I think the fact that people are mean to Coy LeRae is going to be good for her in the long term. Why? I, I'm telling you, I interviewed her on a red carpet and she could not have been more sweet. She was so excited to be there. She's young. Mm-hmm. She was happy. Um, just celebrating the moment. It was a first for her to be at the at that award show. I just don't understand why people have to be so rude to her. They pick on her for everything. They do. But she builds up because she actually has talent. So that means that she'll be able to, almost the same thing as what happened to Doja Cat. Like you build up your, like stars need scabs. So you mm. need to be able to kind of build up your resistance to everything that people are saying. But then when you keep coming out with the quality shit, um, and that's not to say she's like a lyrical master or anything like that, but she she's got a sound. She's got a, like a distinct sound. Yeah. And so I think it'll be good for the overall development of her song. See, people don't believe this. People don't remember a time when people were hating on Beyonce. People don't remember that. There was a time when people were hating on Beyonce. There was I just a, more so people saying she couldn't dance. That's well, what I remember people saying. They were hating on Beyonce. They were saying, I remember one time Beyonce was singing Amazing Grace and she was like, you know, I keep I telling this story. She's like, yeah, maybe y'all, y'all definitely not going to boo God. But all of these things online, people like Beyonce is a bitch and all of this stuff. She broke up Destiny's Child. People were hating on her for a second. Yeah, she, she you're got, right. You're right. The talent wins. But something else happened at Laurel and Loud. Our friend DaBaby, um, the baby is desperate, desperate to be disliked. I know, and I've never because I, <laughs> I like him so much, the and ba- he's really making the baby is desperate to be disliked. And I actually have a theory about this. A uh, couple of things happened. Um, at first, the clips that were coming out from the baby's uh, performance had more to do with the fact that he brought out Tory Lanez. It actually didn't surprise me that much because. He did a song with Tory Lanez. He all he and Meg and Party all way, already went back and forth over the Tory Lanez thing. So I wasn't surprised at that. I just thought that that would take us through Monday as far as people talking shit about something. The next thing, though, uh, that happened was a little bit more of the why, my G. Like, why? The baby went on a, like a mini rant 
or while he was performing his set. And I'm not even going to repeat all the stuff that he said. I think it's necessary. I'm just going to let you guys hear what it was the baby said. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like in the air. Lady, if your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone like in the air. Fellas. Lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone like Let's be real about this shit. Yeah, keep it fucking real. Some of y'all niggas suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. All right. So, obviously people got mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I don't know what people think. I don't know what people expect. Obviously, uh, many people from the LGBT community, and not just them, but people oh, like my wait, wait, I gotta get you to say this right because you made this mistake. Before. What do I say? The what? The what community? The LGBT. It's like, it's like you get lost in it, and you're like the LGP community, and you just say LGBTQ plus. LGBTQ plus. Yeah, I just want to help you out real quick. Okay. Do me a favor. Say it backwards. It's not necessary. I'm not. Keep going. Hold on. No, no. Because I was like, can you say it backwards? I bet I can. You can't say it forwards. Well, well, maybe I can say it backwards easier. Let's see. <laughs> uh, plus Q T G B L. Boom, baby. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, so obviously a lot of people from the LBGT, LG, LGBT plus Q community were upset about that, but not just them, any allies and people who are aligned with wanting everybody to have, be able to do their own shit was upset. They thought that what he said was, first of all, disparaging against people who have HIV and AIDS and who are living their lives with HIV and AIDS and of course also homophobic. Did you think those comments were? Absolutely they were. And I just this is why I just get so I really like the baby. And I and I don't want to have to put him on like blacklist him, but he keeps doing things that I find so offensive and that are hurting so many people and they and like not that it when you do something wrong it should make sense. But it's like I'm trying to understand the why. And it even what he said, it was like, are you okay? Mm. Is something wrong with you? What's what's going on? And then he tried to defend what he said, like blamed it on the internet, blamed it on trolls, blamed it on bitter people. And it's like, no, you are at fault. You cannot say people weren't at your show and misconstrued what you said. What you said, what you said. There's nothing confusing about it. He said what he said. He was wrong about it. It was extremely offensive. And it was coming off the heels of you offending women based off what you did with Megan. And I want to go back to what you said about Megan really quickly. It wasn't just that he brought Tory Lanez out. It was when he brought him out. Cry Baby was still playing in the background when he brought that big old mascot, bobblehead mascot out there with Tory Lanez in it. So it's like Meg the Stallion's playing you're in her song and you're going to bring Tory Lanez out in the middle of her song. That's when he did it. Then he cut the music mm. and started talking about it. So the baby knew exactly what he was doing. He intentionally put him out in that moment and played that song. He wanted people talking. Mm. He wanted people to say something. Mm. Yeah. And so he came back and he kind of, uh, did his best to, I guess, explain. Did he do his best? 
I guess it's his best. I don't know what the what the baby said is. It's like he was rambling, like he was still on stage. He was rambling, but these are the two things he said. Number one, he said that uh, the 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 baby fans that came there they wouldn't have HIV and AIDS, so he wasn't talking about them. Okay? I forgot about that part. Yeah, he said he says my fans ain't reckless. My fans don't just do anything. My fans ain't out there. They take care of their bodies. They take care of all of that. They wouldn't have HIV and AIDS. They just wouldn't do that. Okay. So nobody, none of the people that are there that come to a the baby show that the baby fans would be so reckless and 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 upset and not even upset, so reckless and careless and 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 uh, just uh, irresponsible to go out and get HIV and AIDS, which automatically, when you say that, casts <laughs> everyone in the world who has HIV or AIDS in that light, right? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't mm-hmm. happen to your fans because your fans are too good for that. So everyone that's gotten this disease that we've been trying to learn to live with for more than a generation now must have been irresponsible, didn't care about their body. He said, none of my, my fans ain't junkies because we also know that people that get HIV and AIDS share needles and they're like junkies in some crack den somewhere or heroin den somewhere. They, we're literally going with 1986 stereotypes here, literally going for them, literally going for these. Okay. And then the, the, the other thing that he said about uh, the comments that he made about, uh, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't suck dick. Or what did he say? What do you make sure? Let me make sure you get this right. He said also the thing he said about, you know, put your phone up if you're not like a, uh, if, if you didn't give he oral said if sex. You're not- in the parking lot, yeah. Yeah, if you didn't give oral sex in the parking lot. And then lot. his DJ said, and DJ said, okay, some of y'all are suspect. Some of y'all are, some suspect. Of y'all are suspect. Some of y'all are suspect. He said that. Um, and he said, in response to that, what he said was that, you know, his his gay fans wouldn't do that. His gay fans, you got to take them to a five-star hotel. They wouldn't do that in the parking lot. It's nothing where he's not talking about doing it in the parking lot as far as, you know, something wrong with doing it. He's saying his fans wouldn't do that. You got to go to a five star hotel with them or you got to go to like uh, to their house to do it. OK, so we've gotten to the baby and all of this stuff. You know, what I think this is really about um, number one. I think this is about obviously uh, some of the stereotypes that go along with homophobia, you know, and Absolutely. some of the stereotypes and how ingrained Sadly. it is. I also think that. Some brothers are just allergic to success. And the reason and the reason why I say that is because there was absolutely zero reason for the baby, someone who the culture has rooted for, mm-hmm. someone who uh, people have really gotten behind, especially prior to the Meg thing. Right. Somebody that we've all loved. I love the way to do raps. I love the way he carried himself. I loved everything. I, I think his his disposition, he could be violent at times, but he also was a guy who came from a certain situation. But people get to this position and they don't want to be successful in a way that means everybody gets to like them. They've been vil- they've been the villain their whole life. They've been the mm. bad guy their whole life. And they don't think they're winning unless they're the bad guy. The baby knows damn well what he said was wrong. He knows damn well what he said was wrong. He knows it's hurtful. He knows it's harmful. He knows it's disgusting to say that about people who may or may not be sick. He knows it's disgusting to say that about people who are out here trying to live their lives as free 
and unencumbered as they can. He knows one million percent. He said that to piss people off because he wants to be the villain. He wants to be the bad dude. He wants to be the one that's not quite safe because in his life, that's always been a way to ensure his survival. So what do you have to do to not be safe and not and and, and not be uh, taken to play with where the baby is from? You have to hurt somebody. You have to hurt somebody to show somebody else that you are just like the guy, the scary one, the one you don't know. So he's intentionally hurting people, but it's just not going to end up the way he thinks he's going to end up now. So my question to you is, if that really is what he's doing, does it excuse it? Of course not. As a matter of fact, it makes it worse. Like it, 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 it makes it worse because at this point you've transcended the hardest thing to get people to understand, especially when they come from a deprived circumstance, is when they've transcended, when it's okay to learn and grow. That's the only thing. Because sometimes, to be honest with you, they they might not feel it's okay to learn and grow, even in the first couple of years where you still tied to the streets, where you still got to do whatever it is that you got to do, but. When is it okay for you to look at the world in a new way? When is it okay for you to bring more people into the tent? When is it okay for you to be like, hey, I thought this was the way, but it's really not. And indict and, and not only yourself, but the people that are around you and that make the, when is it okay to evolve? It's interesting that you say that because it's almost what I say when people used to talk about like um, athletes and how they... Uh, have been treated a certain way and accustomed to a certain lifestyle and they just keep elevating from a pop warner to junior high to high school to college and then to professional and so they've never been held accountable or responsible necessarily for certain things that they do because they've gotten away with things for such a long time you could say the same thing about that with with the example that you give for the baby mm-hmm. if that's the case where this is this is the circumstances that you come from this is all you've ever known but yet you've been able to get that far Coming from that, why would you ever change? You've gotten that. You've gotten this far. You've made it this far, despite what what you've been through, despite your circumstances. You've gotten away with certain things. Why be be any different? If anything, it makes your head even bigger that you're above it all, and you can continue on this path because you can get away with it. Because now you actually have the fame and the success. Mm-hmm. It and seems, the money. It seems that way, but if you really looked at the baby's life. He's changed a lot. He's dating different women than he ever dated before. He's staying in different places than he ever stayed before. So much about his life, his palette for life, his experiences, what he wants out of life. So many of those things are broadening, right? And the more successful a brother like that becomes, the more uh, sort of out there a brother like that becomes, the more the demands of the people that consume him are going to become foreign to him because he's going to he's going to touch people that he didn't think that he ever touched before. He's going to meet people that he never think he meet before. And then the measure of who he who he really wants to be is how he's going to deal with the new information that he gets. And too often we do what's comfortable. Too often we go back and we say, "Hey, this is what this is what I remember. This is the people we used to make fun of. These are the people who were bad to us." I, despite the fact that I'm out here and I'm seeing this, this very diverse crowd is rocking with me, everybody's out there with me, there's safety in being that old fucked up version of yourself. There's safety mm-hmm. in it. And the ones that stay in that, 
that stay in that place, those are the ones that, excuse me, end up on loving hip hop. You know what I mean? The, the people who can't evolve and can't continue to grow. I love you, Mona. The people that can't evolve and can't continue to grow and can't con- do like this was uncalled for. It was a shot at an entire group of people. It was a shot at right. a group of people, some of whom are sick. And it was something he just didn't have to do. And when I see somebody do something like that, what I'm always wondering is, what are you trying to prove and who are you trying to prove it to? Right. Like, and so, like, I was disappointed. I was, I was, I was, of course, legit disappointed. And even more so because I respect the young man and everything he's been able to do. So, you know, that's why in situations like this, as hard as parts of the community need to be on the baby is that's how hard they need to be because mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. discussions, mm-hmm. we got to have talks about why the shift and look and tip tip jumped off the roof. You didn't see what T I said. Tip jumped off the roof. Trudy brought it to my attention. And uh, tip said, if the baby can say what he said, if, if Will Nas X can do what he he's doing, why can't the baby do what he's doing that you guys, we're taking addition and making it to algebra. The uh, don't well, even give Ti that credit. Like what Lil Nas <laughs> X is doing is being him and putting it out there in his art. What the baby just did was diss an entire group of people. This we can't. We can't. We can't make that logical. And this is not me even getting on here wanting to shit on these brothers, but we got to be better than this. Well, somebody needs to say something to T.I. I'm so tired of it. it, it there's a difference. When T.I. says something, it's as if what he is saying is so profound and he's above it and he's on another level and he's really just breaking down some some stuff that everybody needs to take and listen to. That's the dumbest comparison I've ever heard in my life. That's so stupid. That's why I said don't compare it to algebra. It's 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 the dumb. It's not even math. It's comparing addition to not even math. It's it's it, it was it was the stupidest thing, and that's not foreign when when Ti makes these type of comments. He says it, it just I, I just I can't I can't take it. I don't did, know what happened to Ti. Did you get good job good grades in algebra? That shit was hard for me. That shit was tough for me. It's I, a letter. Why would it be in? The, why would why why we incorporating letters? I would ask um, the teachers these problems. I was very actually really good at algebra. Uh, not me. I'm like why why is it a letter? Well, the letter represents well, nigga just. Put in what it represents. See, I wasn't. Then. I was do. Tell me how to do it, and I did it. I'm not going to question why there's an X, Y, Z, and how that equals 16. I'm not even do that. I just figure. I figured out. No, I was questioning it because I, was, I didn't understand it. Like, like I, I didn't understand. Like, what is an integer? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to do it. That we don't use in, in that we in don't use for, for nothing. For nothing, wasn't one no, class. Not wasn't one class on how to claim a dependent, which will get you, actually get you fucked up. But whatever. Um. Oh, look, interesting here. Uh, R. Kelly. Have you heard the R. Kelly news? I, when does it stop? I swear, we keep hearing stuff about R. Kelly. Uh, yeah. So something else just happened here. With R. Kelly that I think we have to discuss. Uh, and it kind of stays with the whole theme of what we were just talking about with the baby. Now, obviously, R. Kelly has has jumped off the good guy train a long, long time ago. 
Uh, but something interesting happened here. R. Kelly is facing new accusations. A court filing alleges that a 2006 incident when Kelly sexually abused a 17-year-old boy, recruited him at a McDonald's, which was a pop- popular place for him to recruit children. He used to farm children. I was about to say, everybody knows that. Yeah. And uh, then asked him what he was willing to do to make it in the music business. Apparently, after this, he met that 17-year-old boy's friend and R. Kelly, according to these new allegations, abused both of them. All right. When this hit the internet, the reaction was completely different. Like, when this hit the internet, people people were shocked in a brand new way. And the reason why people were shocked in a brand new way, in my opinion, by this R. Kelly news is because I think people hate gay people more than they love little black girls because because this was male on male it was seen as something more untoward it was seen as something nastier it was seen as something more evil when it was when it was little black women getting picked up 14 15 16 17 years old at a mcdonald's and getting taken advantage of and groomed by this guy, there were a lot of people that were willing to make excuses for him. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? Because I I didn't see the uproar that was on social. I just more so read the article. Do you think that, yes, for a long time, the community ignored the the rumblings that we would hear about R. Kelly? And, um, but once he was, you know, charged, once he got put in jail, once the documentary came out, people could no longer turn a blind eye to it. And people are really understanding the monster that he was and, and is. So now that you're additionally hearing that there, it wasn't just young girls, he was also preying on young men, that it just is even more upsetting because it's like, where did it stop? There were no lines for him. The man is just a terror. Anybody young, he was after and was terrorizing. Could it be that? Or is it the fact that it was just men? See, I'm sure it could be that for some people, but I don't understand what the distinction is. I'm not making a distinction. It's just more like we ignored it. If it had been young boys back then, we still would have ignored it because nobody wanted to believe that R. Kelly. No way. I do. They would have just been rumors. Yes, they would have. I I really stand by that. I think it would have just been rumors. No way. And this is interesting as we compare it to Michael Jackson. But I think if if the evidence... If the, Come on, Van. You don't want to believe it. No, but look, I I do think that there's a difference in the evidence here. I think there's a difference in evidence. And by the way, let's let's make something clear, even as it relates to Michael Jackson. Um, that's a Van problem. Like I don't have the same the a lot of the stuff that happens with Michael Jackson. I, I'm not going to argue for Michael Jackson's innocence, but I am going to say that from an art standpoint, there's an emotional connection to some to the music that I can't divorce. Right. So, I get that. so that that doesn't have anything to do with whether or not I think Michael Jackson was a great guy or not. So isn't it fair to say that people feel that same way about R. Kelly? Some do. And if you had heard that about little boys back then, people would be like, nah, not R. Kelly, not the way he's singing about these women in these songs. Maybe, perhaps perhaps there's a point that some people have, might have, so what you're saying is some people might have that same emotional connection to R. Kelly than I do to Michael Jackson. And would not have believed 
any rumor, except for man the, or female, except for the fact that there was a tape. So if there was a tape that came out in 2000 with R. Kelly and it was a young boy that he had been with, it's over. Nobody believed it, when it was a young girl, people weren't, weren't it, taking when, into consideration. They were a, like, uh, that's not R. Kelly. That's his brother. Oh, that, that, that doesn't look that like him. That is the difference to me because it was a young girl and people still in a way, and there's a lot of this and we could have another conversation about this as well. There was a lot of older guys fucking with younger girls in the 80s and the 90s that Jerry Seinfeld, when he was 39 years old, he had a 17-year-old girlfriend. Wow, did not know that. Shoshana. He had a 17-year-old girlfriend. Now, it was legal in the state of New York for him to have dated her, but right now, if you were 39 with a 17-year-old girlfriend, like you're going to get destroyed, even though Tyga, a couple of years ago, was overage and had a like was a, was 24 25 had like a 17 16 year old girlfriend and Kylie Jenner. So there are things that to people as fucked up as it was, I think there would have been an extra line for people had that been a young man or a young boy or a teenage boy that he was with and it would have had to do more with the fact that it was a teenage boy than the actual age of the person. And I still I still believe that there's some people that look at sex with a uh, that R. Kelly's sex with a 14 year old girl as sex and R. Kelly's sex with a 14 year old boy as molestation. And there's still there's still a thing there. Because the reaction to this was look how nasty this guy is. Well, look how well how nasty is it to prey on us 15, 16 even 17-year-old girl at a McDonald's for the purposes of having her come to your crib and having sex with her and then taping it and pissing on her. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not denying that there are some people who would, who have a problem with that, right? Who have a problem that it was a young boy, just for the simple fact it was a young boy more than it being a young girl. But I truly believe that if the tape, if the tape back then had been a young boy, and I stand by this, I still think it would have been so hard for people to accept that that was R. Kelly because he was that big of a star, not just in his own right, but the way that he was writing songs mm. for people. He's collaborated with everybody. Yeah. He was so big. I just, I, I really believe that. And I think that a lot of people are so upset um, and even more disgusted is not because this is adding boys. Like even when I read it, I wasn't shocked. This guy's a monster. He doesn't stop at anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what it was with people. It's like even more so, even more. Now here he is after young boys as well. Mm. I'm the man you, has no I'm boundaries. Telling you, if a tape comes out in 2000 with R. Kelly pissing on a little boy, okay. we is it's over. You know why I also disagree with you on that is because it's not that people were like excusing the tape because they believed it was R. Kelly. People went as far as saying that wasn't even him. That's what they were saying. That's what they would have done with the boy. No way that's R. Kelly. If I they think... did it with the girl, they would have done it with the boy. See, this is where the, this is if, Jesus. If this is where the different age brackets come in, because we didn't dispute. I was in college, right? You were what? Mm -hmm. You you were in 2015. Yeah, 15. Okay, so yeah, we like we didn't we didn't we didn't dispute that it was R. Kelly. I don't know anyone that said that wasn't R. Kelly. Behind closed doors, everyone was like, "We know that's like that was R. Kelly. That was R. Kelly." But in public, people were like, mm, "I don't know. That could be. That's his. Looks mm. like he could be his brother." 
that could be that's why if it wasn't that's why he wasn't convicted back then well he wasn't convicted well, on something well and they didn't else. testify she yeah. and she didn't uh, yeah. he, yes some different stuff some different stuff yeah all right let's take a break this episode is brought to you by Shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS you need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Are you looking for a view of the world that's a bit different? Hi, I'm Jason Palmer, a host of The Weekend Intelligence, a podcast from The Economist. Join us to hear the stories that matter most to our correspondents and editors. Every Saturday, we introduce you to people and ideas that take you outside the ordinary and expand your horizons one episode at a time. Join us and see the world from a new perspective. To listen free until May 31st, search Spotify for The Weekend Intelligence. Okay, um, the Olympics are going on. You excited about it? The what is? The Olympics. I I haven't been able to catch any of it. You haven't watched it? Mm-hmm. Like last night, I tried to watch it with skateboarding and volleyball, and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm missing like track, yeah. you know, and gymnastics yeah. and swimming and all that. By the way, that's exactly what the athletes in Tokyo are hoping to be able to say. About what? I haven't been able to catch any of it. That's what they're hoping. Shit. Man. That's what they're, they're, they're hoping that they haven't, that they're not able to catch any of it because it's out there. Delta, Delta, Delta nigga. Have more have more um athletes reported to, to catching it no, I mean, inside not, the village. Not yet, but it's it's there like a fucking silent assassin. Yeah. The the, the oop strain is running through the world and they try not to catch it. Okay. So a uh, couple things going on over there. USA basketball lost. They lost to France. Did you watch it? I did. Like here's the thing. I don't, I don't, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I don't, I'm not like a super patriot until (laughs) the USA gets on the court or like until the Olympics come. I don't want to, like the, the United States is like that fucked up sibling that you have. Like you want them to get right, but you don't want nobody else fucking over them. Right, right, right. Like you don't like you don't want I don't I still wanna be all right well yeah, yeah, we got institutional racism, nigga, but we can hoop though. Fuck out of here. And it's it I don't know why I keep telling myself I'm not if since I'm not super patriotic, why does it hurt me when the USA loses <laughs> like in basketball? What's that like? Why does it hurt me when they lose in basketball? I'm still like, damn, we lost to France. I, and I'm bringing up old shit. I'm like, we, how we lost to France when we bailed them out of World War II? France, as soon as we step on the court, <laughs> as soon as we step on the court, France ought to just lay down and be like, Stop. you know what, y'all got it. Because if not, the motherfuckers would be speaking German right now. As you would say, that's math and algebra. <laughs> Trying to bring up the war. <laughs> uh, we did. We helped France I know out. we did, but still. It's not got enough niggas dunking on us after we stormed the beaches to get them the shit, you should never dunk on us. They should not dunk. France should not have been allowed to dunk on the U.S. Anybody, anybody in the NBA playing on the France? Hell um, yeah, French team? hell yeah. They got Fournier. They got Gobert. They got Gobert. Rudy Gobert out there mm-hmm. looking like a prime Shaq. 
You know what I'm like? It's just so weird. He, international play is different. The rules are different. The pace of the game is different. The quarters are shorter. There's just a lot of things that the U.S. men are still adapting to. But it still sucks to watch them lose. Do you have like Olympic pride in the United States? I do, but more so, I never really watch USA basketball. Track is more my thing that I like to watch, and I do have a lot of pride. I do have a lot of pride when it comes to that. Because, like, you know, in track, you know, we know that black people are still going to win. We run fast. It's not always the case. Sometimes the others win. Nigga, when we lost in track. Which which race? The 100, 200? I'm, I'm talking about the sprints. Come on. Let's be honest. Well, 400. Yeah, nobody cares. The, nobody cares. Okay. I'll be sure to tell Sonya Richards Ross that the next time she comes on our podcast. Sonya Richards Ross knows that nobody cares about the 400. She knows. That is so. Everybody loves the quarter. Come on. Okay. So the quarter is a fun race to watch when you're already at track. Like nobody is tuning in just to watch the 400. Like, it depends who it is. Like, I mean, I mean, yes, everybody, obviously everyone wants to see the 100 meters. And the, I'd say, I'd say people are more in, it goes 100 meters, then the quarter, then the 200. I would definitely say people are more interested in the quarter. Yep. Yep. Because that it's new faces. you might be right about. Because it's new faces. Because sometimes a lot of the people who run the 100 run the 200. It's like, oh, we already saw you. Or 400 and 200. 100 meters. I know I, I'm right. I still don't know. Quarter. I still don't know. I still think the 200 is. Because look, the last. Michael, jo- Mike, Michael Johnson. I was about to bring up Michael, Michael Johnson. Johnson. The last male 400 runner that we cared about was Michael Johnson. That's the last I think, male I think 400 runner that we cared about. the others liked when Jeremy Warner won. I don't even know who that is. Well, he won the 400, and he's white. And is, is he from he's Britain? from Texas. He's from Texas? He's from Texas. Oh, he's American? He's from Texas. He's from yes. America? See? He went to Baylor, and he ran the 400, and he won. Well, good for him. My thing is, I don't think, I don't think that people care. Uh, the 400 is not, but what I'm saying is, okay. what I'm saying is, look, Sonny Richards Ross, go ahead and do your thing, girl. Do your thing, woman. You did your thing. Olympic gold medal. I don't have no gold medals. I don't have no gold medals. Uh, I could go grab something that I do have, but no. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, Sonya Richards Ross, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is we're going to win the sprints and I take in the Olympics, like I can't, I, I wasn't like super proud of Usain Bolt because he was black, like he beating Americans. I was like, right, I, right, I, I'm still, like, I, I still, I should have been, I should have been like, <laughs> but it's just also, that's not something to be proud of. That a black man is the fastest man, and we—that's we, like we're not proud of that. Why are we gonna? That's not something to be proud of. We always do that. That's what we've been doing. You know. <laughs> the question is, what would happen? What would if, what if a white man or woman, a, a an American white man or woman, won the one hundred meter dash? Would we as Americans still be proud? Of a white American dude yeah, who won the 100 meter dash, you think you they would? We as Black Americans, we as Black we Americans. Black Americans. Oh, I think whoa, so. my I God. think we'd be like, whoa, where'd this boy come from? Yeah, but, I think, I think, I think we'd be okay. Bro, if a white boy won the 100 meter dash, you you gonna be mad? No, no, no. There's no I'm gonna be okay. doubt. This he would be the biggest sports star in the world. Of course. Like, of course. Like if the white boy that wins the hundred meter dash is going to be the biggest sports star. I wonder in when's the, the last time that happened, right? No. Has it happened? No. 
Do you know it was only like ten years ago that a white that a white dude ran under a ten uh, well, ten second? I mean, how far back are we going, right? Because okay. pre pre Jesse Owens, I'm pretty sure white folks were winning the. Oh, you're talking. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> period in the history. We're yeah. talking about the the all white like, track days. Pre Jesse okay. Owens, let's look at this up. What none of us winning? White one hundred meter <laughs> uh, Olympic champions. All right, let's go. Would you? I know you don't have pictures, so you're just going to choose a name that yeah. sounds about white. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, guess what? Alan Wells. What year? 1980. Okay. Alan Wells was a British track and field sprinter who became but not American. The he was British. He was like he uh he was the 100 meter champion. In the 1980 fucking Olympics. And I don't know if we went to the 1980 Olympics. Did the U.S. boycott the 1980 oh, Olympics? Oh, that's a good. Uh, yeah. No, it was in Moscow. We didn't go. It don't count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was in Moscow. We didn't go. It don't count. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Alan. Sorry, sorry, Alan. I'm looking at you right now. I'm looking at him right now. Nah, Alan swole as hell though. Um, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, it is. Hold on, real quick. I'm reading an article right now that says uh, that talked about the fastest man in the world being white. This is this guy. Okay, it's so in 2010, Lemaitre became the first white. Lemaitre became the first white European. Or American to run the 100 meters under 10 seconds in 2010. His 9.98 time was good, but far off Bolt's record. But apparently, this guy... <laughs> with a with a disclaimer, it was good, but <laughs> hey, man, white people keep running. Y'all just keep y'all keep running. Y'all keep running. Let's take a break. Okay, so uh, one of my childhood faves. LeVar Burton is stepping into a new role. He's going to be the guest host. Uh, childhood because of Roots or because of uh, Reading Rainbow? Yep, it's Roots. When okay. I was five years old, I liked to watch niggas get lynched. That was the favorite thing that I liked. When I was five years old, I would go to my it mom. It came out before you were five. So I, 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 when I, was, I said childhood, though. When I, was, when, I was, when I was five and six, I would go to my mom. I was like, Mom, you know, I think I want to watch this Saturday morning. I think I want to watch Kuta Kinte get his foot cut off. And my mother would be like, yes, son. Let's see what Toby's up to today on Roots. No, of course Toby. it was. It's it's, it's, it's reading <laughs> rainbow. It's reading rainbow. By the way, I didn't even know that he was. Uh, when I was a kid, I knew him as Levar Burton from Reading Rainbow. So when I saw Roots, I was doubly fucked up. It's interesting. I only I did not watch Reading Rainbow. I knew him as. Uh, interesting. No, I watched I watched Roots, and at first it was hard. I'm like, yo, what the? Who would want to fuck over him? Like he. Teaches you how to read books about <laughs> butterflies and stuff. It's interesting. Uh, but he's he's he got his wish. He went on a LeVar Burton went on a long campaign to get a chance to guest host Jeopardy. A lot of people feel like he is like really uniquely qualified for this job. He went on a long campaign for it. And guess what? Yo, man got it. And it's starting this week. LeVar Burton. Jeopardy, baby. We got another brother heating up the block doing Jeopardy. Legito Pardy. I know it well. Um, your thoughts about LeVar Burton getting his dream? I gotta be honest. I don't like it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he's getting to be on the show. I don't like the way he went about it. I, I just, it's this sense of, he literally begged to be on the show. He's finally getting on. Let's be on. Aaron Rodgers got on before he did. Now it makes sense when you have like a Robin Roberts or maybe a Katie Kirk, people who are like, who have experience and are hosts on TV. They put Aaron Rodgers before they had LeVar Burton, who is more qualified, I might add. This man created, I believe he created his own petition. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there is a petition out there to be the host. He's begged to do it. The executive producer said he hit him up shortly after Alex Alex Trebek passed away and said that he wanted to do this show. It's just a little too much. I don't like that the brother is begging for this position. Just let your qualifications speak for themselves. Yeah, say, say, I want to do the, oh, you, no, no, you know how people who are, are like. You? Who are you? Yes. What, what, what are you? I don't like let the your qualifications speak for I yourself. I don't what like you the begging. I think I'm, I'm very bothered by the fact that he keeps begging. It's one thing if, if people are like, hey, you know, LeVar Burton would be great. And he's like, you know what? I would love that position. That's not what he said. He's like, this is the only thing I want to host. I'm begging for it. I'm calling up people. I, I guess maybe if we didn't know who he was and he was really hustling to get his shine, it mm. would make sense. But he is has been doing his thing since the 70s. Right. And I just, I, there is something that it really is disturbing to me, the way he is begging for this job. Mm. So if he gets it, I'm going to be like, well, you should. I mean. Damn. <laughs> You should the way you don't beg for this position. I don't know. He's he's deserving of it, but the way he's going about it just has me a little bothered. So he has a fantastic podcast called Lavar Burton Reads. Have you ever listened to it? He literally no. just goes on the podcast and reads short stories. It's amazing. It okay. really is amazing. Uh, I don't have any problem with it. Look, it's something that he wanted. He has a little clout. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever used social media to call out a brand that did you wrong? That's not the same thing. You, Why? you on this math and algebra thing. Why? Why is that the same thing? Why, okay, so you, I don't think, I, well, to answer your question, I don't believe I've called out a brand so who's you, done me wrong. So you've never used social media like you go to the, you go to like. I, th a, I think a, I might have been airport. like, oh, my Postmates sucked. To, like did Postmates you, didn't come out today. Postmates did, sucked. Did you? Postmates. Yeah. At Postmates. At Postmates. Okay. So the question is, why are you doing that? The reality is Postmates has a customer service line. No, it's the same thing, Rachel. You're using your celebrity. Rachel, I do it. I, we know how the game goes when you get the no, blue no, no, check. No, no, no. We I'm know not what the blue. It. I'm the, saying this isn't the same thing. It is. You're using your celebrity to get something. To, to leverage who you are. What was I trying to get? Tell me what I was trying to get, though. By by venting that I was frustrated that my Postmates canceled on me and I didn't get my food. What was I at? What was I trying to get? Trying to get your food. No, I wasn't. My food is not going to come because I at Postmates. It was over and done with. Nor was I going to get Postmates canceled, nor was I trying to get people to hate on Postmates. It was. It's as if me saying, hey, I had a fantastic day today. My favorite song came on the radio at, you know, at the baby. It's at not. The baby. Instead, I said, I'm frustrated, you guys. I'm hungry. I've been waiting two hours for this food. At Postmates did it to me again. Right. And you, 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 the reason why you mentioned Postmates in that. It's because you know that Postmates customer service is monitoring Twitter from any 
uh, mentions from verified Instagram. people. Instagram, whatever. Instagram is worse. You got and they the, didn't write me. You got you got nearly a million motherfuckers on there. You know why you do that? And that's the same thing that Levar Burton is doing for Jeopardy. No, it's not. He's using the fact that he is Levar Burton and he's put the time in to give him a leg up. He's cutting to he the front of the line, that. and I love it. But that does not compare to what to me vincing on social media. It does. That's my customer. It's like leaving a negative review. No, it's not. Yeah, but why would you mention Postmates then? Because I mentioned things that happened in my day. <laughs> Just like I give positive things, no. I vent about no. things that frustrate no. me. No, I'm not talking about why would you not mention them overall. Why would you actually use the mention feature, the at feature on Postmates? Again, I do it for various things, positive and negative. Right. Now, do you want LeVar Ball to be successful? LeVar I Ball. don't want LeVar, LeVar Ball LeVar to be Ball. successful on Jeopardy. Can you imagine? Oh, God. <laughs> let him host. Boy, now, that would be let funny. LeVar Ball. <laughs> let LeVar Ball. Let LeVar Ball host Jeopardy. That would be so fucking funny. It would be hilarious. Funny. It would be hilarious. No, I, I do. I, Of course, I think it would be great for him if he gets it. Again, it's just the method that he's going about. It's a little too much. It's a little too much for me. Okay. Well, look, I, I hope he does well. Um, and I'm glad I got the chance to say that because I've been thinking that for some time now. You have you have a, you have an ax to grind. <laughs> you have an ax to grind. Ooh, ooh. Excuse uh -oh. me. There's something we haven't talked about. Speaking of openings. Uh-oh. Uh, speaking of what? Openings. There's an opening coming on La View. The View. Oh, that's not... I, they are, they're already talking about, I think, the person who, who? they're interested in. Somebody who was on it before. She's what a it? Greek last name. I can't think of her name right now. Anta Nakupo? They got Yana's <laughs> mom to be on the show? First off the championship? Look, uh, actually, that's, not a, that's, not, that's actually not a Greek last name. It's Nigerian. What would be a Greek last name? Like uh, uh, like Papathopoulos. Papathopoulos. Yeah, Papathopoulos. Or like... Uh, uh, what's the yogurt company? Oinkos or something? Shout out to all my Greek people. Shout out to my big fat Greek, my Greek wedding. <laughs> I love that movie. I do too. Natalie Vardalos. That's another Greek name right there. So she's Greek. So what Maria do I- Maria Menounos. Maria Menounos is Greek? That last name is Greek. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, she's also thick. A little thickness around there. Is she? Um, yeah, she definitely is. Or at least she used to be. But look, so- so I need to dig something up on this person then. Find out who she, her name is. I'll put her I in Nexus. I'll put her in Nexus. Find some stuff. Hit piece coming out. Three, two, one. You don't want the job? You don't want to be on The View? Oh, I had a fantastic time when I was on The View. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't think that I'm on that level. Nigga, I don't understand Debbie, this. that's her name. Debbie, Debbie Matinopoulos. Oh, she used to be on there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, Debbie Matinopoulos. Yeah. Debbie Matinopoulos. They used to do the Dare Debbie segment with her. From but they're gonna bring her back to the View. Do you realize that's, I was in college when she was on the View, and like it was like Barbara Walters hated her or something. Barbara Walters is the reason that she got on the show. She's the one who told her to interview. That's I know, but like they got Debbie off of the show after a while. They used to do they used to do Saturday Night Live sketches about the fact. That like that Debbie, <laughs> they're not bringing Debbie Madinopoulos. That's back who the room. That's who it's rumored. Dear that's Debbie. what that. That's what's rumored. Um, no, I had a fantastic time on the View. Yeah, I watch the show every day, pretty much. Do you? Mm -hmm, I like it. I think the show's going to be less 
less watchable now that Meghan McCain is gone. It's interesting. I think people she some people hate watch her. And mm. and they like the the back and forth and so I do think that they're going to have to bring somebody who's more leaning to that side. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least who's going to say something controversial or rattle people. The view trends every single week, every other day it's on. It's a big on deal. Twitter, so. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. All right. Uh we love you, Lavar. Let's take a break. Okay. Um look we missed this. We we missed this topic last week. We were supposed to do it last week. We missed it. If this is what I think it is, I'm not comfortable doing it. Why? What's the topic? Emmanuel, <laughs> it's it's Emmanuel Acho. <laughs> Wait a second. Yes, we have to be talking about it. it. We forgot it. It's Emmanuel Acho <laughs> saying that Giannis Antetokounmpo cannot be the face of the of the NBA. We forgot about it. Okay, we meant to do it. Here's the thing. So he's so you know I'm not even gonna say anything. You know what? I'm not even gonna say anything. You this don't is, do this to me. I'm not doing it. I'm just I'm 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 asking you. Do you feel like maybe? And I spoke to Acho. We talked. Acho's a not good about guy. this though. Not about this. Are we losing Emmanuel Acho? When you sent me that text message, I'm like, because oh. I did in all in all in all tra- to be transparent, thought warriors. I saw the clip. And I sent it to Van. Mm-hmm. And Van's response was, I saw it. We're losing it. We're losing him. <laughs> we're losing him. Like, we're losing him. Like, he's over there and he's getting a little comfortable a little bit. And it's just like, why is Acho, like, what the hell, man? This wasn't it. I I don't. I don't know what's happening over there, especially coming from someone who's Nigerian. Mm -hmm. It was just shocking to me that that's the hot take that you would have. And I get it and I understand it. And I don't know if we've talked about it here. I've heard Stephen A. talk about the fact that this was shocking coming from Emmanuel Acho, who is Nigerian. There's a lot or Max. It's a lot of pressure to talk about sports or whatever it is every single day and to have to say something that's different or from a different point of view or that hasn't already been said. This was not the route to go, especially coming off the heels of Stephen A. Smith literally making the same mistake not even a week before in in the way he talked about an Asian baseball player. Yeah, Otani. Otani. So we literally just, we literally just had dealt with this and an apology from Stephen A. Smith. And then here you come piggybacking on this with somebody with, you said, a Nigerian last name, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Emmanuel Acho is Nigerian, yeah. right? First generation born here. His parents are Nigerian, came here. It was just shocking the fact that you would take a stance of that they don't, people can't, we we should basically acclimate to the, to the, the culture that we're in and that you can't learn somebody's name. You can't learn how to say somebody's name. I just, I, I mean, it's, it's, I, there's really no reason to go into depth about it. He was wrong. It was a bizarre take. I'm curious and I haven't looked. Has he come out with any type of statement? Not that I've after? seen. Not that I've seen. Also, this is like a little streak. He's on a, he's on a, he's on a, he's on a bad take streak. Like even the Richard Sherman thing, bothered me a yeah. little bit then you have this and then you had don't smoke weed Shikari, or else Shikari, you'll throw you'll throw somebody you'll impale somebody with a javelin acho you know what open invitation acho come on the show he'll come on the show but it's more of i just i 
this is one of those things where it's like you can't keep saying it and then come back and be like, okay, I, you know, like I was wrong on that take. Like you're right. It's a street. It's too many different things, especially you coming from from that from the same culture, Nigerian, the background. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just yeah, why it's, would to, we, we can learn to, we learn how to say people's names. That's what we do. Right. Not just in sports and entertainment and politics. People are on in the spotlight. You learn how to pronounce their name. It's a form of respect. And to say that some that that title can never be achieved by someone who doesn't have an American last name is bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's bizarre to feel that way and to acquiesce to that too. Because even if like it's 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 bizarre, I would rather challenge people to open up to the great person and the amazing basketball player that Giannis Antetokounmpo is rather than say there are too many barriers between him and them that they'll never appreciate that. I just don't understand why we would ever be okay with that and why we ever state that as a definitive fact. America, and not that I'm going to... Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. that's fine. No, you, you know, it's it's, it's your was problem, right? Go I was going to say, and not that, and not that <laughs> I'm trying to promote the American quote dream, but Giannis has a story that people who want to tap into that love. Oh, this is a man who, you know, like against all odds came here and, you know, the story of him celebrating about having his first smoothie and all of that. And to look at to where he is now, that's somebody people want to say, hey, he did it. You can do it, too. So just the fact that she would take that that approach with Giannis as well was just off. Mm. I, 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 and, I Listen, Emmanuel needs to maybe have an uncomfortable conversation on how we approach diversity in last names or right. something. I don't know. That needs to be the next Well, he should come over here and have an uncomfortable conversation with us. I'd love to talk to Emmanuel Acho about those things and about just hot take culture in general and whether or not it actually and the pressure. serves. Yeah, you know, whether or not it serves. It serves us. Okay. It's coming back. It's been gone for a little while. Are you ready for Van's Very Serious Question of the Week? Yeah, bring it back. Van's Very Serious Question we don't need of another song. The week. Just bring back the yeah. question. <laughs> it's not a no. query for the meek. Yeah, it is Vance. Very serious question of the week. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do. Uh, <laughs> this is a problematic question. Oh, no. We're going to do a one got to go. Black Leaders Edition. One Gotta Go, Black Leaders Edition. Maybe four black leaders. Oh my gosh! One gotta go. You gotta you gotta take away everything that happened as a result of this. But one one gotta go. So oh, wait, so wait. It's not a cancellation. It's like you wipe them away. Like one, one gotta everything go. that they've done. One gotta go. All their accomplishments. It's Every, as if they were never were. Okay. One gotta right. go. Okay. One gotta go. One gotta go. Martin Luther King Jr. Oh my gosh. Malcolm X. Barack Obama. Rosa Parks. One gotta go. got to be Rosa. Oh, Rosa. You're taking Rosa out. <laughs> You're taking out Rosa. Wow. 
It's Rosa, okay? So let me tell you why. Tell me why. Tell me why it's Rosa. And I just want to be clear here. There was no correct answer. Every single one of these people have done something that has impacted our culture, our community, and has started some, ignited some type of movement. Mm -hmm. The reason I chose Rosa is because Rosa is tied to the bus boycott. Mm -hmm. Rosa was involved, because remember, Van said the stipulation is you have to erase away everything they did. Rosa was a part of the movement. She was involved. But I can't say she was as influential as a leader as Malcolm X, mm -hmm. as Martin Luther King Jr., and as Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. She worked for the movement. She was involved. And she became a figure when she sat on the bus and refused to get off. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going, if I'm forced to do this, <clears throat> somebody else could have sat in the seat. Oh, my God. But, okay, so this is my thing. It's easily Barack Obama. Our well, first I, black president? It is. Our first black president? Easily Barack Obama. Like, it's not even, I don't, not even, I don't even hesitate. No. It's easily Barack Obama. Please okay. go ahead and say why. Okay, so Dr. King was doing this thing prior to the Montgomery bus boycott, but I could Correct. argue that without the Montgomery bus boycott, boycott, that Dr. King doesn't become who he becomes, and that Man. leads to so much. And I can also argue That's so true. that without but Rosa... Rosa Rosa didn't start the bus boycott. It was it had been formulating. It was years and years of people coming together. And Rosa is the person they chose to take to sit in the seat. I know, but the thing so is, so could have been it could have been somebody else. The thing is, they tried to do it before and it didn't work. It was something about Rosa Parks. Okay, without that moment, you don't even get Dr. King. To, and, and so who, it could have been they would have kept trying. I, they would have kept my trying. My thing is, my thing is, I'm just looking at history the way it, the the way it played out. I personally, I, per, I this is the most problematic conversation we've ever had. I yeah. personally think that you, I, I'm not getting rid of. To me, the one that you can't get rid of more than any of them is Malcolm X. You can't get rid of oh, Malcolm. I know X. you were going to say that. You can't get rid of Malcolm X. You just can't. Malcolm X represented. Uh, Black man, you can't get rid of you can't get rid of Malcolm X. You can't you can't get rid of Dr. King. He got too much done, and he, he like you know what I mean. It's a lot of stuff. Rosa Parks. So so Barack Obama to... did nothing. We no. never have a black president. Um, I'm, not saying, was... I'm not saying we never have a black president. I'm saying that if you just look at what how consequential these people were to the somebody lives else, of black, they would have kept trying to put somebody else on the bus. Man, the bus how, boycott was going to happen regardless. Like, look, if you look at how consequential these people were to to the black experience, I think that Barack Obama is, without a doubt, the least consequential person gonna, to black I'm people. I'm going to tell you why. It's thing. because him getting elected, what it did 
for black people and like the spirit and the hope and up you you know where you were in 2008 I know. in November of 2008 and that it like it ignited something in black people it made you feel seen it made you feel and, and I'm like that moment in time did so much for people you had people like civil rights leaders who were with Dr. King uh -huh. crying and saying I never thought I'd see the day for this to happen so for those people who <laughs> lived during that time and to be crying and to be moved by the election of President Obama Mm -hmm. Let's me know that it meant something. It's got to be Rosa, and, then, and I and, hate to do that you to know Rosa. What? And you know what? Those people cried again in 2016 when Trump was elected president. Sure did. As a as, for different and the, reason. And the, as as America took it back, baby. Yeah. White I'm supremacy. Please, please. I, I'm very okay. curious One to what people go. have to say. One gotta go. One gotta go. We're gonna put it up there. One but gotta the fact, go. But but let's just talk about how problematic it is that Van's serious question was to eliminate a civil rights leader especially on the week that we lost one yeah well look here's the thing though so this, i just this, this, very... like, like here, here's the, here, here's the thing though one gotta go <laughs> it's a game we play and every time no, we play the, i don't and, like this game and every time we play the game every time we play the game you gotta make tough you gotta make tough decisions it just allows us to talk more about these people and and what they did and how how much they meant. It's a celebration. One gotta go. It's like versus. It's a celebration. If I had said Barack, would you have said Rosa? No, the answer is okay. clearly Barack. No, it's it, it like Rosa. The, the 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 yeah. The answer is clearly Rosa. Barack. All right, uh, you guys, we did an amazing interview before we started this podcast. We're gonna give you guys a special COVID episode. Two doctors on different sides of the. Uh, vaccine, vaccine debate. Mm -hmm. Rachel, we did a uh, an interview already. Amazing with is not how. Yeah, I would. I would say amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, it took us by surprise. It, it was. Surprise. Um, it was different. It was mm. interesting. It was interesting. Yeah, it definitely was. Woo. Definitely was. Um. So yeah, that's coming pretty soon. That's going to be its own episode, but it's not going to be on a Thursday or a, a, a Friday or a Monday. I think we're just going to put that out. We're just going to drop it like a yeah. like a surprise drop, like Donda. Shout out to Kanye West. Didn't drop the album. Oh, we have to do Kanye. You know what, Van? How many? How? Please take a drink every single time Van says. We got to do Kanye. Every time Kanye's okay, in the fine. news, we got to do Kanye. We no, no, man. Let's do Kanye. So for those of you who don't know, Kanye's, the album did not drop like Justin LaBoy <laughs> said it would, which since when did he become the promoter for Kanye? Since he's when does like, he do all things Kanye? Is this, Justin, is this certified? Shout out Justin LaBoy. He's, 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 he's tied into the Kanye crew. He's not with Apparently them. not because we would already be listening to it. I, Friday, open up my phone, trying to find it on Apple Music, trying to look for it on Spotify, try to Google, how do I listen to Donda? Not realizing that Justin LeBoy gave us false information and Kanye still living in the Mercedes Benz dome. Yeah. <laughs> He's, so, try to get it done. <laughs> so there's reports uh, that Kanye is living in the Mercedes Benz theater and that he's attending events there. He went to a soccer game. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's attending events. He's going to events. He went wearing to a soccer game. Wearing the same outfit. Like wearing the same outfit. He went to a soccer game. I guess he wanted to take a break. Or maybe it was too loud to record because the people were going crazy over soccer. <laughs> he went to the soccer game there. 
and we don't still we still don't have the music. Shout out to Charles <laughs> Holmes, uh, one half of the Midnight Boys, pew pew, and and uh, and the host of the Ringer Music Show. Um, we were supposed to do an emergency Kanye podcast, and Charles was the first one to go. Look, yo, just to be honest with you, just be ready in the morning because I don't really think that this is coming out. Uh, because after people heard the stream, did you listen to the music on the live stream? It just wasn't no. done. It wasn't really done. So he had 72,000 people fill up the dome to listen to unfinished music. Music that wasn't I would feel finished. bamboozled. I would not. I would be so upset if that was me. Now I don't care. Well, actually, I, I'm actually intrigued by the fact that he's so, like, I guess, upset or bothered that it's not done that he hasn't left. Yeah. To me, that intrigues me. I said, okay, you better put in that work. So I'm 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 ready to hear Donda. <laughs> Got Jay-Z I'm ready on to it. hear Donda. Got Jay-Z on it. As soon as Kim Kardashian left, Jay-Z was like, yo, I want my friend back. Got Jay-Z on it. Is that the story? Or did Kanye say, hey, she's gone. I'm come can I come back? Either way. Either way. It's <laughs> obvious that something was going on. Okay. Uh Yay will be out. Maybe, maybe not. We're just gonna do a surprise drop, but we're actually gonna drop our podcast. Uh, we're definitely going to drop <laughs> our podcast, uh, give you some information about how you keep yourself and your family safe during these uncertain times. All right. Now we're actually leaving. Uh, take take us out in your extra voice. <laughs> hey, take your thing caps off, but do not ever <laughs> stop learning. We're going to wrap up another amazing episode of the Higher Learning Podcast with myself, Van Lathan Jr., and... My partner, Rachel Lindsay. Until the next time, bye. Bye, guys, and take care. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>